Welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing your home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. This is episode 188, Discover Geography Right Around the Corner. You might be teaching geography this coming year. You might be teaching it right now. But maybe you're not teaching geography, but you just want to whet your appetite, your children's appetite for geography by observing and exploring the geography all around you. So I'm going to tell you in a really simple way how to explore and discover geography that's right in your neighborhood. So let's start with landforms. Landforms are a big, important part of geography. And one of the things that we can look for is landforms. Are there mountains? Are there hills, lakes, streams, rivers, springs, waterfalls, swamps, forests, grasslands, deserts? Are any of those things in your neighborhood? I live in Florida and there are no mountains and very few hills and none in my neighborhood. (laughs) But there are a lot of lakes nearby. There's a lake in my neighborhood and a pond and there's nearby streams and springs and rivers. We also have close by swamps and forests and grasslands. So all of that is within a 10 minute drive. Right in my neighborhood, I mentioned that we have this little pond. It's a retention pond, but a lot of animals call it home. So we have ducks that live in the pond. And like every body of water in Florida, there's an alligator in there somewhere. Um, and then, of course, across the street from me is a lake. And again, more ducks live there, but fish swim in it. There is an alligator um, or two that like to come up and sun on the sides and some water snakes that like to come out sometime. But that is lots of life going on in there. And there's, of course, that's of course a landform. If I went a little further afield from my house, I would get to a beach. So we'd have oceans, estuaries, islands, and inlets, all of those landforms so close by. So I start with my neighborhood, and I encourage you to start right with your backyard. Maybe you live on a hill or mountain, or maybe behind you in sight is a desert. Maybe you have a stream running through your backyard, or maybe you have a house on a lake. So your children already know that you live on a mountain or a stream or a lake or where whatever landform is nearby, but you can tell them, you can say, So we live on a mountain and a mountain is a landform. When you, when we study geography, you're going to learn about landforms like mountains, but there's also other mount, other landforms like deserts or streams or lakes or islands. And so you just begin to introduce them to the concept of landform. You can also go on a photo scavenger hunt and take pictures of all the landforms you find nearby. So, for example, if I was walking through my neighborhood and I wanted to take pictures of all the landforms, I take a picture of the lake, I take a picture of the retention pond, and I might, um, we, 
I might take a walk like a couple blocks and I would be able to take a picture of some Florida shrub. It's a kind of grasslands. So that that's pretty much what I have here. But you might have desert, you might have a mountain, you might have hills. So whatever landforms you have, you could take pictures of them. And then you can also talk about elevation because if there's a river or a stream, rivers tend to flow from higher ground to lower ground and suddenly the water falls down. Now, when people make canals, which are just man-made rivers, they sometimes run from a higher elevation to a lower one. They have to build locks. And if you ever have to get in a lock with you going, you're boating through a canal, you can teach your children, like, if this wasn't a man-made canal, if this was just a river and the river was higher and then going lower, you know, what would happen? And they could guess a waterfall. So that is one thing that is a really easy way to start teaching them about elevation. You know, once we get into talking about mountains are this high, many feet above sea level, that's kind of abstract. But if you start with something that's really concrete, like higher ground to lower ground, and then you you bring up the word elevation to kind of introduce them to it. So that's all on landforms. And then we're going to go to another section of geography, and that's flora and fauna, which is just a way to say plants and animals. So plant and animal life is everywhere. Even in the suburbs in my neighborhood, you can find ants, grasshoppers, squirrels, and birds. In our neighborhood, we have all those things. Lots more ants than I want, I have to say. (laughs) And we also have alligators and lizards and squirrels and moles and ducks and snakes. So all of those things are right in my neighborhood. Now, we also have these birds called sandhill cranes. And I don't know if any of you listening to this live in Florida, but In our neighborhood, these hill cranes are really big birds, and they walk around the neighborhood like they own the place. They don't stop for cars. They just strut around, and it's really cute because when they they mate, then they have a little baby. You see three of them, like the dad, the mom, and the baby. It's just super cute. But this is another opportunity for another photo scavenger hunt, and you can take pictures of plants and animals. What are your favorite plants, flowers, and trees on your block? So we talk about to our children, we say, let's go on a hunt and let's look for our very favorite plants. I like palm trees and there's a lot of palm trees in my neighborhood. There's also a lot of flowers. And one of my favorite flowers in our neighborhood is hibiscus. They're very tropical looking very pretty. I love them in pink and yellow. So if I were playing that scavenger hunt game, I would come home with a picture of a yellow hibiscus, a red hibiscus, and I mean a pink hibiscus and a palm tree. So that is a fun way to introduce your children to different kind of plants. And then the same thing with animals. Dogs that live in your neighborhood are part of the fauna or animals in your neighborhood. 
And, but there's also lots of others, I'm sure. Now, birds are wonderful and you can go to a, a nearby drugstore and pick up a really cheap pair of binoculars to give everyone a closer look at birds because there are so many beautiful birds. I don't know of a place that doesn't have birds and they are, well, maybe Antarctica, but I mean, where you live and you're listening to me. And so those are really, really fun to see through binoculars. Um, so consider that. So now you've talked about landforms with your kids. You've introduced them to flora and fauna, plants and animals. Another part of geography is weather and climate. So a neat way to teach children about weather is to keep a weather chart. And you just make a chart with construction paper or cardboard. And each day they put, whether it's sunny or rainy or cloudy, maybe it's foggy in the morning. So they keep chart of the weather. And after they do this for a few weeks, you can notice patterns in the weather. And sometimes in our, in our, um, home, it, we have a rainy season and a dry season. So during the rainy season, it rains a lot more, which is June to November. It rains a lot more than it does during the dry season. So we know when the weather changes from June to November, we know that every afternoon around three o'clock, we're going to get a rainstorm, a thunderstorm, and probably a couple of hurricanes during that time, too. But we, we're prepared for that. And that's part of our climate. It's that weather that is a pattern of weather. So if we have a hurricane coming, maybe you live where there's tornadoes. Maybe you live where there's earthquakes. When any of those things happen, you want to put on the TV because they have such great hurricane tracker maps and there are places you can go download them for free and you can follow those storms. Children love extreme weather, but it also teaches them about climate because we don't get hurricanes in January and February, but we do during the rainy season. So fitting it all together, you've investigated your neighborhood and you see how everything fits together. The alligator lives in the lake across the street where the ducks swim. The lizards scurry around everywhere eating bugs and ants. And what happens during a storm? What happens to the alligators, to the lizards, to the bugs, to the ants? Where do they go? What are they going to do? That's something to find out, and that's geography. Can you find any bird's nests in your neighborhood? One day, we saw an eagle swoop down and grab a black snake for lunch. It was the weirdest thing. Like, we didn't even know the black snake was there. And all of a sudden, the black snake is lunch. But that is things... Things are happening all the time that we don't always notice. So when you get outside, you go for neighborhood walks, you start to notice things and you can learn to notice the geography, the landforms, the fauna, the flora and the weather. It's really it's a really easy, fun way to introduce yourself, your children to geography concepts. And it's not going to be abstract. It's going to be understandable. It's going to make sense. They're going to be able to really run with that whole idea. So the next time you go on a walk, even if you're just walking down the driveway to your car, 
stop a minute, notice the geography that's right in your yard or right around the corner, and talk about it with your children. It's a fun way to learn about geography, and your children will remember and have something to relate to when you get into more formal studies. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with me. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.